Welcome to The Sad Bastard. I'm your host, Dave Ternowski. And it's nice to be on the other side of depression, for however long it lasts. I'm still not really all that great. Just better. This depression, I just got through it, been one of the deepest of my life. Maybe they always feel like the worst. Very easy to forget how bad something was the last time. It's like experiencing pain for the very first time all over again. The lessons learned from the last time didn't go away. But this time around just felt different. But maybe only because it happened now. Because it happened to who I am right now. Or maybe it's because I fooled myself into thinking I was stronger. And now it's showing me how much that was bullshit. To be sure, I am stronger overall now. But that doesn't mean I'm strong every day. Some days I crack down the middle and I'm completely vulnerable, exposed to any attacks. My brain will always take those opportunities to attack itself. Last time I had a deep depression like this one was in August. I'm hoping the reason it was deeper was the same reason it was back then, the antidepressant I'm taking. I'm trying Wellbutrin again after giving up on it quickly that first time. Because I know it takes the body a while to get used to new meds. Maybe now that I've gotten through the initial first few weeks, things will be a bit better. We shall see. But no matter what, no matter when, depression is a terrible thing. All of the usual things I enjoy bring little to no relief. Just feel absolutely deflated, gutted. Nothing that normally brings me joy is of any interest to me. Or if it is, can't even try. And so I get sad and start looking backwards, wanting to go backwards. Moving forward becomes an impossibility. So I think about times when I was happy, or at least more secure. Times when I thought I was happy and more secure. And since I can't go back, I fall deeper into the pit of despair. There seems to be no way out. Lies depression tells are many. What you're doing is pointless. You need to go back and fix things. You are a failure. You are such a piece of shit. It's always looking back towards something that once was with a hopeless romance. Seeing things in ways they weren't. Not seeing them as they really were. amplifying the things I did wrong even more. Depression is a liar. You always must remember that. And it's a tricky one because it tells truths mixed in with the lies. 
tells me things that I fear are true. Gets me to focus on things I hate about myself. Things I regret. Fears I have. And it tells me that those fears are right. That I should hate myself. That I fucked up because I always fuck up. And I always will. That I will never truly be happy with anything. That I don't even deserve happiness. But then the light comes back and I do indeed crawl out of the hole. First few days after, I'm still on my hands and knees. I'm wary of the light. Is it a trick? Will I just fall back into the hole later today? Or will I wake up back in it tomorrow? Or the next day? I was just thinking about killing myself and now I want to live again. To move forward. The thinking about it is fine, I always say. It's normal. I didn't know that until recently. I always thought it was the most terrible thing. But it's an option, and it's a comfort to think about. That final painkiller. I just always need to remind myself of why I shouldn't do it whenever I'm depressed. No matter how bad things feel, I know they will pass. I know they will feel good again. And then they won't. And then they will. And the cycle will go on like that. And that's life. And I have to keep living to see the days when I will feel good again. It's also been hard to tell what's depression and what's sadness and grief, let alone how much of it is chemical and how much of it is loss. Just as I know I'll be grieving the loss of my wife for a very long time to come, I'll be dealing with being bipolar all of my life. The stuff that's wrong with my mind. Well, not wrong, just not right. And I was just starting to come to terms with that when we split. It's dealing with the loss of everything I knew and figuring myself out after getting diagnosed has been hard to say the least. Especially with all the trials of different medications I've been on since April. And as time marches on, divorce is looming on the horizon. I'm dreading it. I know it's inevitable, and it's only a matter of time. My second divorce. Maybe marriage just isn't meant for me. Or maybe I need to look at it differently. Both of them worked until they didn't. My wife and I loved each other a great deal. I'll always love her. But it's over and I have to accept that. It's the same advice I give everyone. You have to move on. Time and space. All that shit. So easy to dispense advice. The hardest thing is to take it. It's always much easier said than done. 
I know I will get through this, just as I have gotten through every other difficult moment I faced. I have survived all of my worst days, as the saying goes. That old inspirational poster. I never saw myself here. Being a self-help advocate or whatever. I used to make fun of this sort of stuff. My wife has been into it for far longer than the seven years I've known her. I'm sorry, Maria. I wish I had never made fun of the things you liked. It's one of those things I learned growing up that I'm still growing out of. That and believing I'm not worthy of love. And blowing up everything good in my life so I can point at it and say, See, I told you. I know I have to work on that. I know I have to work on that on my own now. And I am. I will love myself more as time goes by. I will feel worthy of good things. I will accept abundance into my life. And I will be grateful for it. And I will try my best to not take those things for granted. Whatever they are. I am opening myself up to all possibilities. I'm not going to sell myself short or reject myself. I'm learning my worth. I'm working towards a new life, a new way of living. It's going to take time, more time than I'd like, but I don't feel scared anymore. I don't feel like I don't know what I want, I know exactly what I want. I want to feel complete on my own. I want to have my own back and not rely on the safety of another. It's not to say I don't want another. I very much want the love of another. I very much miss the love I felt for my wife. I wish I had been stronger with her. I wish I had felt complete as an individual, like she did. But maybe that wasn't possible. Maybe I'm only starting to feel that way now because I had met her, because I had spent years with her, because she helped me. I don't think we were a bad match. We just wanted different things in the end. It wasn't until the last year that I started figuring myself out. But whatever. It's over and I need to move on. Moving on is so fucking painful. She's right there, a mile away, yet I can't see her. I'm sure she's going through her own grieving process. And we both need to do that separately. I need to not forget what I always say. Grief is not a straight line. I cried like a baby over her during this last depression. More than I had in maybe a couple of months. 
now I feel like I'm back on the forward path again. I need to be more kind and more forgiving of myself. Whatever the reasons these things happened, going over things that could have gone differently is pointless. I just need to learn from them for what's ahead of me. There's a part of me that still can't believe I'm here. No longer with my wife, no longer living that life. And that part of me will keep clinging to that. But I have to accept this. And I am accepting it, as difficult as it is. There's a large part of me that knows it's for the best. But it's not the majority yet. Time and fucking space. I feel like I'm always back at the beginning of a never-ending circle. Not that circles have beginnings, but if they did, where did this one start? And with winter coming, and everything getting dark and dreary now, it's much easier to lapse into depression. To think too much. To feel lonely. I'm so glad about the whole no holidays thing this year because of COVID though holidays last year were fucking terrible. My wife and I had been going through our first separation. Back then we weren't quite sure if we were going to get back together or not. And maybe we made a mistake when we decided to try again. Maybe I should get over maybes. Fucking shoulds. But this time we're just done. There's no trying again. And despite being lonely, the last thing I want is to face my family. So fuck the holidays. I don't feel I have much to be thankful or merry for right now. I'm turning 43 on December 12th. Then I'll just have 42-year-old me inside me getting shamed from both sides. You fucking idiot, we'll all say, even though we're all culpable. I have to reconcile with all of my years. I've done a lot of stupid things throughout all of them. Hurt people I loved. But I'm working on forgiving myself. Self-hatred is one of those things that keeps me rooted in the past. And I need to let go of all of that. To make amends with myself. Because all of that is shoulds and coulds. Shoulds and couldves. As my wife would always say, you're shooting all over yourself. I have the hardest time calling her my ex. I think if I do that more, the loss will hurt less. But I'm not ready. I'm still working through the pain, the regrets, the things I should have done, the things I shouldn't have done. I know it's over but it's impossible to cut out the part of me that's still in denial. The part that believes there has to be a way back. And maybe that's just the way it's gonna be for a while. Maybe it'll be real when we get divorced. We're gonna stay friends, though it's hard right now. We talk here and there, and I try my best not to beg my way back. I haven't done that in months. I'm sort of proud of that. 
but there's that part of me that screams, fight for it. And that's the part of me still clinging to something that's not there. Not anymore. It's so hard to reconcile that. That love can vanish, or worse, turn to hate, and that it will never come back, no matter how much you want it to. It's one of the most common things people write into me about. I miss my ex. Should I text my ex? I want my ex back. So many of us rooted in the past because the future is scary and the irrational fear of being alone forever. It's like I always say about happiness, enjoy it while it lasts, but it will come back. Nothing lasts forever. Not even sadness, not even depression. I'm feeling almost kinda sorta okay right now. But compared to the depression I was just in, I'm downright joyful. I'm still sad. I'll carry sadness with me for a long time to come. And that's okay. It has to be okay. I can't always have what I want. That's a hard lesson to learn. A hard pill to swallow. I can't go back and make things right. But wanting to make things right means who I am right now is wrong. And I don't want that to be true. I want to feel good about myself. I feel like I've done more growing in the past five months than I ever did. Facing the pain and suffering and grieving has built resilience. Not running away from them has made me braver. Maybe things had to happen this way. But whether that's true or not, they happened the way they did. And I have to live with them and learn from them. I can't go back and change how they happened. So I may as well accept them and take some positives from them. And I know this is part of that, this podcast helping people by sharing my stories, helping myself by examining my feelings as I write. Every week my story changes, at least a little. I inch my way forward. The more I open up about where I am right now, the more I dislodge myself from the past. The past including everything up till five months ago. The past includes everything up to yesterday. Everything up to a second ago. The present doesn't exist. We are always moving into the future. And a hell of a lot can happen in a day. Let alone a month. Or a year. I know I'm a different person now. And I'll be even more different five months from now things will fade. I've been here before, and I know going back is impossible, so I'll just cry and mourn and feel shitty on occasion, and that's okay. That's to be expected. Someone told me recently, the more uncomfortable, the better for your healing, and that really resonates. I've been super uncomfortable lately, 
And the more I make these episodes and face and feel the discomfort, the more I'm healing and growing. So I know I always thank you for listening at the end of each episode, but I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all right now. Sometimes I fear I'm crying too much over the same stuff in these. But this is essentially a diary of a person in recovery. Recovery in real time. This isn't a book of knowledge after years of sobriety, years of recovery. This is the work. This is the shit. So thank you for being with me on the journey I'm taking through the shit. This journey of self-discovery. And I know that sounds trite. Nothing I'm saying here is really new information. I'm not going through anything no one else has before. But I don't care about that. I'm the only me going through this. And I'm going through it the only ways I know how. And I'm learning new ways of living. New ways of treating myself. I wouldn't be here talking about myself like this if I hadn't gone through all of the things that led me to being right here with you today. So I cherish my mistakes. I am owning my mistakes. I am learning from them. Learning how to not be in the future. Learning how to make this 43-year-old me better than all the previous me's. All I can do is the best I can and stay true to myself and try not to fall into old patterns. I will fuck up. I know that. I will keep falling back into that hole like the poem I read last week. But each time will be different. Each time I will learn something new from it. And even if it's the same mistake, it will be different. Noticing myself doing things is important. It's powerful. I understand myself the more I notice myself. Like writing this script, for instance. I originally wrote a lot of the I statements as you statements. Like, the more you notice yourself, the more you understand yourself. And I noticed it and saw it as not what I wanted this to be. Your journey is yours to go on. I can only talk about mine, and perhaps you'll get something from it. My wife would always chastise me for using you statements all the time, for pointing outwards, and I used to resent it. It was something I had to fix about myself. So it made me feel like how I was was wrong. But now I understand it. Ironically, I understand her a lot more now. That's just the way things go sometimes. You can't see the truth that's right in front of me. I don't want to. To quote a line from a Phoebe Bridgers song, I don't know what I want until I fuck it up her more, especially her album Punisher. It came out the week my wife and I split, and it's been a constant companion over the past five months. 
I ever need to cry and the tears just aren't coming, I throw it on. If I'm already crying, I'll put it on to get even more out. It's the music and her soft, sensitive voice, but mostly it's her absolutely cutting, vulnerable words. Every song has at least one line that hits me like a brick. A brick right to my heart. I don't listen to it outside. Not that I'm ashamed of crying, I've always been a crier. I've always felt things deeply. More than most, I think. It's not easy being me. And I'm okay with that. Now. It took me my whole life to get to this point. I remember the early days when I was with my wife, before she became my wife. Whenever she would go out of town, I would cry. Yes, I know. Codependency. Separation anxiety. I always feared time apart would break the spell I had over her. Never felt worthy. But the tears came less and less over the years. I got used to it. Sort of wish I never had. It's the thing I hate about relationships. At least how I've behaved in mine. The love and the passion take a backseat to the bullshit of life. And then they just become part of life. I know I'm not the only person to go through this. To stop going out on dates. To take each other for granted. I guess that initial honeymoon phase is just untenable. We always have to go back to real life. And that stuff takes up too much time, too much attention. But why can't real life be the thing that fades? Why can't love be enough? Maybe it's why I've always been drawn to sad music, the longing, the yearning for more but also the romanticizing of the end of things, the aftermath. Because love is not enough. Life will never allow it to be. And two people are never going to always get along, no matter how great the beginning is, no matter how much hope you hang on each other. And I say two people because I don't have any experience with anything other than monogamy. I mean, I've gone through periods of seeing multiple people at the same time, but not while being serious with one or more of them. Polyamory is something I think about, but the more I think about it, the less I believe it's actually for me. Yet the more I think about being in another monogamous relationship, the more I think about polyamory. Thankfully, I'm not getting into anything anytime soon. I can't. I don't want to be alone, but I know I need to wait. I mean, I'm still married. And even after that's officially over, I'll still be mourning. And the last thing I want is to carry that with me into something else, to put that on somebody else. We all carry baggage, no matter what. As long as you live, you are a baggage collector. And I've amassed a ton by this point. But I need to take the time to sort through it. To organize it and label the boxes. 
like putting away the summer clothes and pulling out the winter ones. I mean, I know some people do that. Now I just have clothes. And maybe my baggage will always just be my baggage. As neatly and organized as it can be, it's still a mess. It will always be a mess. But I've come to terms with that. I'm finally being honest about it. With myself first and foremost. I'm not an expert at anything, let alone being me. I'm always learning new things about myself and changing things that need changing and accepting things that I've been ashamed of in the past, even leaning into them and creating boundaries. I know I've talked a lot about boundaries before, but I want to talk about them more right now, particularly when it comes to this podcast and the Q&As I do on Instagram. I made a conscious decision to not answer any questions this episode. I just feel like discussing where I am right now. Just as I make conscious decisions to not answer certain questions I get on Instagram. There are some things that are just too heavy for me to handle. At least in that moment. There are others that, were I to respond to, might be triggers for other people watching. And there are still others that are just attention seekers masquerading as serious. And a boundary I have created is that I don't owe anyone anything. This is a thing I do. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional anything. I'm a guy who runs fairly popular meme pages. A guy who has lived for just about 43 years now shares his stories, his experiences, and the things he's learned with others. That's it. I've never claimed to be anything else, nor have I ever said that my thoughts on things are the final word. I started sharing my stories when I was just about 42, and I've learned a ton since then about myself and about how to respond to things. Like, am I vulnerable and caring with this person, or do I give them tough love? But mostly I'm learning about who and what to not answer, who and what gets my time and energy. And again, I am not a therapist. I always encourage people to seek help. What I do is not a replacement for therapy. I am not and will not be more than I am. I can only give so much. If I don't have any boundaries, I will routinely allow people to step over the ones I have. They will keep doing it. They will take and take, and if I don't give them what they want, they will get mad because I owe them. It's a large part of why I've cut back so much on the Q&As. I used to do them daily between my two largest accounts, and it gave them the bad memes and sad peaks. And I'd get hundreds of responses every time I did them, many of them very heavy. But I just don't have the time 
or the energy to devote to that right now. And when I'm going through my own shit, it's truly hard to take on other people's. And I'm learning to live my life without guilt as much as possible. I love helping people. I love being there for these communities I've built. But I will no longer be a people pleaser at the expense of myself. That is one of the things I've learned on this journey of mine. It's taken me a long time to get here. And I'm not going back. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again to everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. And follow my Instagram accounts, Nick Cave and the Bad Memes, Sad Peaks, Don Trooper, Mimi Bridgers, and the Sad Bastard Pod. That page is dedicated specifically to this podcast. And I invite you to send me a message over there and tell me what's on your mind. Just like when I do the Q&As on Nick Cave and the Bad Memes and Sad Peaks. Then I might reply to you on a future episode. I'll be back next week. Until then, take care of yourselves, forgive yourselves, love yourselves, and please see a therapist if you need help. I do. Every single week. If I didn't, I wouldn't be able to do this every single week. They say around here is true